This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, hello. Welcome to B2B Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus helps you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. CPI creates customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right, so welcome, everyone. We, um, we're going to switch things up a little bit. We are going to have our market update today, but our resident market update guru, everyone's familiar with Johnny Dawson from uh, Capstone Wealth Advisors, he had a uh, last-minute thing pop up, so we're going to have to do that for uh, for our next show but in the meantime, I did want to answer one of the questions. We had a couple of listener questions that have been hanging out there for a bit, so I apologize for that. But I want to answer uh, one of them, and it's a common one. So I've gotten a couple of variations of this uh, question, um, actually several times over the last probably, I'll say, three weeks. So I wanted to address it, and, and then we're going to bring on our guest for this week. So And it's a brand-new topic that we've never covered. That's how I'll tease that. So. Uh, stay on the edge of your seat. So in the meantime, we've got a question, um, and I'll give, again, It's several people have asked this question or a, a variation of it, but I'll give credit to David in Toledo, Ohio. Um, he says, hey, Mr. Biz, new listener, what is your top cash flow tip for a small business owner? So anyone who's been listening for a while knows that this is uh, this is like lobbing a softball up. Uh, this is right in my wheelhouse, and uh, so hence the reason why I wanted to answer this one. So um, the, probably the top thing I would say, and this won't be applicable for all businesses, but especially a lot of our listeners are in, um, you know, small businesses that are, you know, not huge and are under, let's say, two million in revenue. Um, a lot of you guys are, and uh, this will be particularly um, uh, impactful for you. It'll be impactful for everyone if you're not already doing it, uh, certainly. But uh, most impact will be for um, some of those smaller businesses. I would say that are under, say, two million in annual revenue. And that is two pieces to it. Um, number one, accept credit cards. And number two, use credit cards uh, for your business. So let me explain those a little bit here. So as far as accepting credit cards, sounds very obvious, but um, I know a lot of businesses and business owners I talk to say, well, I don't want to pay the you know the 2 or the 3% uh, fee. And I'll tell you, uh, and I've run, this, I've run through this, uh, any business owner that I start working with that doesn't take credit cards, I have to run through this. So I, I know this like the back of my hand at this point. But first of all, it cuts down. You, you don't do what I call check chasing. So I'll give you a quick scenario where, you know, someone owes you money, one of your customers owes you money, and they're late paying, and they finally call and say, hey, we've got your check ready. We're going to put it in the mail. And you say, oh, wait a minute, and they're local. Um, I'll come and pick it up. Because maybe it's a sizable invoice, you've been waiting on it for a while, maybe you're having some cash flow issues, you need to go pick it up. Well, then you jump in your vehicle and you drive, whatever, let's say a half hour one way, you go there, end up having a 15, 20-minute conversation while you're there, you drive a half hour back. So now you've just wasted close to an hour and a half. I won't say wasted, but you've used an hour and a half of your time. Now, how, much, how valuable is your time? And let me put it to you in a different way. Maybe you don't even have that option to be able to have the time to go pick that up, number one. Number two... And a lot of businesses, again, some, I was mentioning some of the smaller businesses, you might be the only salesperson in your business. So if you start to add up how many times you do that throughout the year, so if you do that a couple times every week, let's say, um, if you have a substantial number of customers where this happens, 
a couple times a week. You multiply that every, every time you do it. You multiply over a, time, over a whole year. And, uh, you know, you do a, a quick where you spent, let's say you spend two hours a, a week doing that. So, again, over a year, that ends up being, you know, using math here, uh, 52 weeks, two hours, 104 hours. So you say, holy crap, 104 hours doing what I call check chasing. Now, if, again, if you're the only salesperson in your company, how many sales can you make in 104 hours if you devoted that time to sales? Um, you know, think of it. If, a, if, a, if the average sale takes you, I don't know, make it up uh, four hours, that's 26 sales. Now, what is your average sale? Multiply 26 by your average sale. That's how much in sales you might be missing out on if you devoted that time to sales just by accepting credit cards. So you can see very quickly it adds up. And, and the other thing is you don't have to worry about accounts receivable, essentially, right? So even if someone is late, and let's say they're a day late and you have someone in your company who calls, you call and you can take payment right there. You don't have to say, oh, geez, we forgot. We're going to do an invoice and we'll get, we'll do a check and we'll get it out to you. And then it takes them a couple of days to actually do that. And then they put it in the mail and it takes a couple of days to get to you. Again, you're talking about another week. You might have the weekend in there, et cetera. So absolutely speeds the process up significantly. So accept credit cards uh, for sure. The second piece is the use credit cards. So here's another one, and I've got a little bit of an illustration here as well. Um, so think about it this way, and it's a little easier if I drew, drew this on a whiteboard, but I'll try to uh, explain it as best I can over the over the airwaves here. But um, let's say you have a, a, a widget business, and you buy raw materials on day one, and you get an invoice that's due in 30 days. Well, in between there, you've made – so you got your raw materials on day one. You made your widgets, and on day 15, let's say you sold your widgets. Um, now, you haven't paid your invoice yet. It's due on day 30. So on day 29, you come through, and you pay that invoice, but you pay it with a business credit card. So again, at this point, you still have not laid out cash, but you've already received cash, presumably, because you've made your sale, you've made your widget, and sold it on day 15. So now on day 29, you've already, for two weeks, you've had the cash, right, from this, these raw materials are produced for you, and you haven't paid out any cash for it yet. Depending on the billing cycle of your corporate card, your business card, it could be another 30 to 45 days before you have to actually pay for that, depending where you're at in your billing cycle. So let's just say that's another 30 days. That's You're not laying out the cash to pay for that credit card, and you're paying the balance off, and I don't want you running up a balance on it. But it's day 60 when you actually lay out the cash for that raw material that you bought on day one. So you've had it for two months. And you sold it on day 15, so you've had the cash from that sale. If you got, you know, credit cards, taking credit cards, like I already mentioned, you got the cash that day. So you've had the cash for that raw material for 45 days before you actually even pay for it. Massively uh, uh, it helps your cash flow. Like, if you start to illustrate this with numbers, it's, it has such a huge, powerful impact. Um, the second piece of that second point of using credit cards is make sure you get a card that has rewards and read the fine print. Um, because depending on, there's some that have categories that have particularly higher rewards. It might be 5%, it might be 3%, et cetera. But at a minimum, and I don't endorse any particular card out there, but I'll tell you, there's a card out there that has no limits on it that gives you 2% on everything. So, for example, I have a remodeling client, and some of you heard me mention this example, but he does about $400,000 a year in materials, and he puts them all on the card. That's $8,000 of free money that he gets every year. You have to read the fine print, though, because a lot of these cards that have rewards have limits on the rewards. So, for example, when we were going through this process with him, 
we ran across other cards at 2%, but they were uh, they had a $50,000 spending cap on them. So as you can imagine, 2% on $50,000 is only $1,000, whereas he has no cap on the card he has. So it's a difference between getting 8000 in rewards every year and getting only 1000 So significant difference there. So make sure you read that fine print. Um, and... I have to say, I must be particularly long-winded today. Either that or this question just took me a lot longer to answer than I thought. Maybe because it's you know talking about cash flow, which I'm pretty passionate about. But because now we've just burned through the whole segment. It's a good thing I wasn't planning on doing two questions uh, <laughs> during this segment. Um, we're going to head to a break here. But we've got uh, our guest this week is Mr. Brandon Ogden, who's the founder and president of Small Business Consultants of Ohio. And the topic we're going to talk about with Brandon is how can lobbying and advocacy help your business? So again, a topic we've never covered on the show here, so we're really looking forward to it. So come back after the break, and we'll continue on B2B Radio. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation, our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. CPI removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. All right, so I'm really off my game here, so I neglected to mention that uh, we would be covering, of course, at the beginning of the second segment, the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And this week's tip is um, pertains to restaurants. So, um, with restaurants, so if you're considering, if you're if you have a restaurant, you've probably realized this, or if you're considering opening a restaurant, a brick and mortar uh, situation, uh, with restaurants, the most critical factor in survival. And everyone knows that uh, restaurants are notorious for for uh, you seeing them with a uh, uh, now closed sign in the, in the door. But the most critical factor is having sufficient capital. So. Be sure that you conservatively project that capital, what you need, and uh, as a plan B, you know, Mr. Biz always likes a plan B, make sure that you have access to uh, additional capital as might be necessary if your calculations are off or something happens or um, things like that. So that is the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And now we will welcome our guest this week, Mr. Brandon Ogden. Again, Brandon is the founder and president of Small Business Consultants of Ohio. So welcome, Brandon. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Mr. Biz, for having me. Yeah, so uh, I met Brandon, uh, I guess, maybe a couple of years ago now, um, and he was in a uh, similar role, actually, but um, not working on his own, not in his own company. And uh, so I wanted to talk through a little bit about that. But again, we're going to talk about um, lobbying and advocacy and how that can help your business. And I know it's one of those things that oftentimes businesses say um, they don't think about it until elections coming up or a particular item is a hot item in the news, and then they say, well, geez, I don't. I don't even know what to do. Who do I talk to? How do I, you know, I know I can send an email to my local 
you know, congressperson or whatnot, but I don't know what to do beyond that. So we're going to talk through some of that with Brandon. But before we get into that, Brandon, tell us a little bit about your background. So um, I know when you were working at the, uh, with, for the Ohio Chamber when I, I started working, or I met you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so prior to working for the Ohio Chamber, uh, which I did for two years where I covered small business uh, policy I was their um, director of small business council. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked in the legislature, so um, that's kind of how you get into lobbying. You don't normally go to college to say, <laughs> I want to be a lobbyist. There's no real clear-cut path. Yeah. So, um, But I do have an MBA, so I kind of like to incorporate – I like the idea of incorporating my business background and education with government affairs. So like I said, I was uh, an aide for a state representative, and then prior to that I was an aide for a congressman. So those are the kind of things that you that you typically would do to kind of understand how policy making works, to understand uh, who to go to on different things, to understand just processes, uh, and and um, you know so that's what I did, and and uh, I've, I'm very passionate about it. I feel like uh, I understand small business concerns because they are unique to larger businesses, and they don't normally have the resources to protect themselves from um, regulations or from, you know, uh, bills or pieces of legislation that could adversely impact them. Uh, conversely, they don't understand, uh, nor do they have the, the resource or the time because they're, you know, you all are running your business mm-hmm. to uh, to champion things that are good for, for your business and larger businesses. It's already kind of ingrained into their uh, into their system, into their corporate structure. So uh, that's why I'm very passionate about what I what I've been doing and um, and appreciative of uh, uh, and blessed to be doing this since January on my own. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's unique. So your background, like you said, you were aid. So you really got you know hands on seeing how things work and even some of maybe the the, the grimy back parts of all that. Mm-hmm. And then you, as part of the uh, how small balls, oh smile, geez, Louise, Ohio <laughs> Small Business Council. I was trying to like lump it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, you were advocating for small businesses and helping them advocate, right? And so, what led you to to leave there to to start Ohio Small Business uh, Small Business Accountants Consultants mm-hmm. of Ohio? Consultants of Ohio. Man, Ohio. Geez, yeah, that's all right. You, I, I, you know what I do now? I do. I just call it SBCO because yeah. it's an acronym that it's easier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what what led me to do that was you know I've always been kind of entrepreneurial. Um, I've always known that some of the connections and relationships that I built would would uh, help me kind of grow and, and be my own boss, you know. And I think a lot of the listeners here, I'm sure a lot of that is very similar in the yeah. sense that <laughs> that we're small business owners ourselves because, um, you know, we, you know, we feel like we're, we're the people that can get it done right. And if, you know, and we, and we like to have people around us, but we like to be the one, you know, calling the shots. And I think mm-hmm. that that's very fulfilling for us. So uh, that was a large part of it. Uh, the flexibility, being able to set my own um, company or organizational culture is huge uh, for me as well. Um, setting my own schedule. So a lot of the similarities, even though I'm in a type of small business that a lot of folks you know, might not necessarily be familiar with um, in terms of advocacy and lobbying, it's still a lot of the same reasons why I'm in my own business now uh, are, are very synonymous to others. Yeah. Well, you, you know, the, the parallel that I would draw even between my own business and what you do is, you know, as you had sort of alluded to, a lot of small business owners, they're not financial wizards, right? They know how to make widgets really well. They know how to service whatever, their, you know, their customer base is really well, and they might not have necessarily financial skills. Well, certainly 
um, what you do is an even more unique uh, skill set, I think, and something that, again, as you mentioned, it's not like you go to college for this, mm-hmm. right? It's, mm-hmm. I mean, there are some things you can do to sort of get you some background there, certainly, but really knowing the nuts and bolts of this, you have to have hands-on experience. And most, the vast, vast majority of, of small business owners aren't going to have any of that experience. And so, again, mm-hmm. they're going to have no clue where to go. So I think um, what you're doing is great. I mean, that's, you've got to be able to help a lot of people. Thank you. Yeah. And trust and believe it's, it's not like watching the schoolhouse rock how a bill becomes a law. <laughs> it is a lot more going on in the background. <laughs> Uh, in the behind closed doors, so to speak, or even just in the hearings that we have at the state house or committees and sessions, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, I guess as we would call it like sausage making, you know, and, uh, it's really just taking something that's, that's literally just maybe a concept or an idea, putting it into language and moving it through the legislative process. And I'm there to make sure that, that small businesses in particular, um, are not, you know that they have a voice and that they are not kind of cut out of that process and that they that they are able to be represented and you know a lot of uh legislators say you know when they're campaigning or when they're elected in office that they um that they're there for small business that they sympathize or empathize with small businesses but a lot of them don't know unless we're there telling them what really is impactful mm-hmm. They aren't really. They don't actually know what that means to right. be a good to be pro small business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more just like a campaign rhetoric. Um, but there's a lot of good legislators out there, and we just like to find the ones that that can be that can be helpful, and and then lean on the ones that um, that don't understand the issues and um, challenges. And you know, and uh, it's really just a very collaborative, you know, thing that I do. Uh, you know, building relationships, as I mentioned, is critically important. Um, so that's what I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say, I mean, with, with your experience and background, the connections you have, and again, this is definitely something you need to have those connections. You need to have those relationships to be able to be impactful in what you do. I'm sure, I'm sure that's a big part of it. Yeah. And that's what they can't teach in school. You right. know, so you, you really have to get out there, spend, spend years understanding the, like I said, the processes, the, you know, the other interested parties just, you know, just really. And, and a lot of it does have to do with, um, you know, the political side of it as well. I don't do a whole lot of I don't do political consulting or things like that. But you have to also kind of have a little bit of a shade of a little bit of a touch of sure of understanding of, um, you know, campaigning and things like that. And, you know, um, and, and who's going to be able to get done where right. you want to get done. Yeah. 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 Well, let's uh, let's let's take a break here. Um, and again, I should mention, you can uh, reach, you can go out to sbcohio.com, and that is Brandon's website, and you can reach them at 614-999-8773, and then he's on Twitter as well, Small Biz Ohio. So we'll come back after the break and continue talking with Brandon Ogden. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone, because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at 
info at mrbizsolutions.com. Don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And this week's guest, Mr. Brandon Ogden, who's the founder and president of Small Business Consultants of Ohio. Um, and so, of course, during the third segment, we always like to pick our expert's brain a little bit here. Um, so we're going to do that. But before we get into that, I want to I have Brandon sort of illustrate um, a little bit more of what it means of what he does. So, for example, um, talk to us about maybe a particular uh, regulatory reform efforts that you've been involved in, um, you know, recently or whatever that that would sort of hit home, I think, with some of the listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I um, when I was at the Ohio Chamber, so uh, over two years ago, I started working on a piece of legislation uh, titled well, SB 221, which is a regulatory reform uh, Senate bill. And essentially, there were five different provisions, and I won't go through them all, but um, they were very impactful for small businesses. They were ideas that derived from small business owners. Essentially, these were things that small business owners said that they need and that they want to feel more protected from state agencies in terms of uh, regulations that are being created or imposed on them. So. Um, it wasn't until June of this past year, so earlier this year, that Senate Bill 221 was passed, however, subsequently vetoed by the governor because, uh, yeah, he tends to not like – no governor really, I guess, likes it when they uh, tend to uh, – when you impede on what their administrative processes are. Yeah. All that to say, um, the big the big things are, you know, regardless of what industry that you're in, you um, you want to make sure that once a bill is passed that – not only is that bill going to possibly affect your business, the things that the agencies do could as well. So, for instance, one of the things that that um, that we helped get into that piece of legislation was a um, an accelerated five year review. So, every single rule and regulation in Ohio is reviewed by the agency and a um, third party legislative committee every five years. But if if we find or if you find as a business owner that there is something in rule or regulation that is affecting your business and it's not even close to being up to that five-year review, you can contact the that committee chairman and have it called up for a hearing where you can actually have essentially a public comment period and, and you can uh, – and you can explain how this is adversely affecting your business. So that's just one uh, one of the five main main provisions. Uh, you know, uh, even excel or changing the definition of what an adverse impact is. So we've expanded mm-hmm. it in this piece of legislation to to include anything that is uh, likely to decrease profits or uh, increase, or excuse me, uh, decrease profits or decrease revenue. So. Gotcha. Uh, okay. That's kind of that you know those are the kind of things that uh, that are that we've been told were important mm-hmm. to small business owners and so Senate right. Bill two twenty one we're hoping that they go back yeah, next month and um, override the governor's veto on that <laughs> <laughs> all the process well no it's it's fascinating stuff and again um, you can go out to Brandon's website at sbcohio.com. give them a call at six one four nine 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 eight seven seven three or and I know Brandon's been getting more uh, active on Twitter. Um, I see him out there myself. So he's uh, Small Biz Ohio on Twitter. Um, so that being said, it's a good segue. Um, we've got about five and a half minutes left. 
Give us some tips. So again, a lot of a lot of our listeners out there have no clue on any of this stuff, myself included to a large extent. Um, give us some tips on how how a business owner, a small business owner, can engage in lobbying um, to to benefit their business. Other than, of course, going out to sbcohio.com <laughs> and contacting Mr. Ogden here. Other than that, uh, well, there's some ways they can get involved. Well, of course, that's step one. But uh, if you <laughs> haven't uh, achieved that step yet, the biggest thing is honestly to be um, just to be informed of who your representatives are. What uh, what it is that they have worked on? Are they pro business? Are they not pro business? Try to get a, you know, you can try as a small business owner uh, to get to get meetings, uh, contact their office, um, try to get a little bit of time with your specific lawmakers and see, um, you know, and just voice kind of what it is that that, that is affecting you uh, and your livelihood and your business. So that would be the first thing, um, and, you know, other than going to the to the ballot and you know everybody mm-hmm. uh you know knows how important that is so that's number one um i would say that um the next thing would be honestly consider joining a trade or a um, professional association that's aligned with your industry uh, or your trade there are generally um one or two lobbyists within each association that can kind of track the issues they're not specifically working for you necessarily but they're Mm -hmm. working holistically for the entire uh trade or the entire industry uh and sometimes they have some additional um benefits that that are kind of associated with with paying you know being a dues paying member Mm -hmm. and um you know it's kind of there's not necessarily an association for for everybody in fact there's a there's a client that i'm working with now who's in a highly regulated medical uh, industry, actually the fertility industry, and they don't have a hmm. uh, a trade association or professional yeah. association, and so we're potentially looking at uh, exploring how to, cre- you create know, we're going one, to create yeah. one so they can feel like they kind of have that same umbrella, that same safety net, uh, and, and and have some of the benefits that other medical professionals and certain specialties already have that sounds like a great entrepreneur opportunity there Mr. yeah Martin. another one yeah <laughs> just keep lining them up that's right <laughs> um so the other thing is familiarize yourself a lot of times um you know individuals and business owners don't understand um that maybe a law or a regulation is either federal or state or local so a lot of times you know, when they're frustrated, they, you know, they don't know how to kind of or where to direct it to. So kind of get familiar with um, whether or not something is uh, local. For instance, a lot of times things that affect businesses are are local ordinances that, you know, it, it might be more important as to who you have in your city council seat or in your township trustee seats. Um, more so than it is who's uh, representing you at the state or especially, you know, who's in the White House. So those are the kind of things that especially smaller businesses and, um, you know, Ken, you mentioned restaurants earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. So restaurants, you know, a lot of times have local health, sure. you know, so a lot of the codes that they have to follow aren't things that, you know, but that, but everybody kind of thinks, well, you know, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's the worst, you know, call your congressman or call, you know, yeah. so a lot of times yeah. you can just build relationships even with local individuals and things that that i might not even be able to, to right. do as, as successful as you in your local community yeah i know i i got a couple of restaurants as clients and you know we we've we faced that uh, those issues of one was a patio issue what you can and can't have on patios so uh the one particular owner was a very big uh 
pet, specifically dog advocate, and wanted to have allow dogs on his patio. And this particular municipality he's in, oh, believe good. it or not, even though it's his, uh, it's his, you know, land and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. they weren't allowed for uh, some, I guess, some basically hygienic issues. They were worried about with having a, a pet there if it had to relieve itself or whatever. But um, it's funny you mention that because I actually uh, lobbied for a bit. I was one of the um, proponents and and uh, worked diligently on a bill that now so if it i believe it's close to 90 days since that bill passed there was a bill um house bill uh, 263 where now statewide if the owner of a restaurant does wish to uh, allow dogs on their patios and as long as they can meet the state's like the new rules mm-hmm. and requirements that are put in place for sanitation and you know health code yeah issues uh, they can do that. So, and I mean, I don't know if the local if home rule is going to take. So, there's right. a lot of different things that you know that could take take effect here. But hopefully, to your point, uh, this client will be able to do that if they so if they so choose. Yeah, yeah, so. good stuff. Well, that's really good examples and, and some good tips there. I think would be helpful for uh, listeners. Of course, as always, we've run out of time very quickly here. It seems, but uh, Brandon, thanks very much for coming on um, again. SBCOhio.com. Call them at 614-999-8773 or on Twitter, Small Biz Ohio. Again, thanks a lot, Brandon, for coming on. I really thanks, appreciate Mr. it. Thanks, Mr. Biz. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Have a great week. And as always, don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.